I'm Osha Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Unless your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start On our bachelor Bachelor Welcome to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. We're talking about The Bachelorette. What season are we on? I know I'm introing, but what season is it? <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number season four, four of The of Bachelorette. Course. Of course, it's number four. I was testing you. <laughs> uh, my name is Kelly Dawn Helmrich. I'm here with Max Quinn. Hello. And Xavier RN. Hello. I didn't want to say your name wrong. Um, uh, you didn't say it at all, so that's perfect. <laughs> that's cool. Usually I pronounce yours Kelly Dumhelmrich. <laughs> <laughs> Which is right. That's what it is. <laughs> so uh, close. So close. So we've just kicked off the new season of The Bachelorette. Right. It's such an exciting time to join the podcast. Welcome, new listeners. I assume that there are... You have arrived in droves from all of the promotion <laughs> that you've seen on social media, etc. Because right. Ali is such a popular bachelorette. With <laughs> and so many people enjoyed the finale of next season <laughs> and have decided to start like, paying attention now. Now's the time. Yeah. Do you know what, though? Let me start by saying this. I like Ali. I think she'll be a good bachelorette. Mm. Can I also just start by saying this? Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. <laughs> I thought we said hello. We said hello. Uh, I guess you're right, but, yeah. you know, I wanted to say it as well. Oh, well, thank you, Xavi. I would like to also say hello to our listeners. Mm, hi. I would like to say hello to all of our fans. Yep. Friends, family. Yep. Enemies. Enemies. Haters, that's true. Xavi, yeah. you've got that hat that says how much you love the haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Something of a visual gag, except I'm also not wearing it now either. No, <laughs> so <laughs> goodness me. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's it's pretty exciting. I I think um, the the elephant in the room is that this is kind of an unpopular uh, season. I mean, so far at least, um, uh, just in terms of the ratings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had um, no idea. So I, I mean, maybe not everyone is aware of this or whatever. And Certainly there's not. Multiple different reasons that this could be the case, but this. This has been this first week of Bachelorette has been the lowest rated premiere of any Batchy season ever. Oh, um, yikes! Which, like, okay, so Bachelorette traditionally rates p- more poorly than Bachelor because yes. Australia is full of sexist pigs. Um, no, and oh, <laughs> is this news to you, Kelly? <laughs> I think you're wrong. I've never experienced this before. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, let me mansplain this to you. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, I think, based on the Nick Cummins thing and, you know, uh, I, I mean, she was never going to... Ali was never going to hit the heights of, like, a Sophie Monk. Mm, Kelly, whatever. sorry, just to explain, mansplain. I know Xavier just glossed over it, but <laughs> it means when a man explains something. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. That has tickled me. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, we may be dealing with a slightly reduced listenership this time around. Who's to say? No, everyone who loves the podcast loves it because they love us and not because they love the show, right? That's very true. Isn't that right, audience? Well, you heard it. (laughs) Resounding yes. I thought you were doing like a Dora the Explorer, like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Mr. Squiggle. (laughs) Ops are down. (laughs) Um, But yeah, okay, so let's let's talk very briefly about our impressions of Ali. Obviously, we've seen her on previous seasons, but um, how how do you guys think she's shaping up this time? I'll go first. Yeah. I think that Ali is going to be a really strong bachelorette this season. I think that she's going to be strong for a a couple of reasons. Number one, it feels like she's someone who will stand up for herself and put these men kind of in line. And I love that. Mm -hmm. She also strikes me as someone who uh, goes after what she wants. And I like that too. And the third thing that I like about Ali is that she seems to want a lot of these men. And I think that that will make a lot of drama this year. Totally. My... Yeah, my, like, first impression, my main impression... Yeah. ...is that Ali is very horny. She is quite <laughs> this, horny. It does appear to be, yeah. Maybe the thirstiest season of Batchy I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and I guess, like, based on... We won't go into it too much detail or whatever, but, you know, she's been on the show. She, she was on The Bachelor, and then she was on Bachelor in Paradise. She has been unlucky in love before. And I think the way that they're beginning to tell this story is that she has made mistakes in the past and she has been too quick to jump into things. Mm. And the the question on the lips of the producers, I guess, is will she has she learned her lesson? You know, is she is she moving too fast? Will she just fall for anybody? Or, you know, has is this going to be the one that really sticks? I mm. love this. Yeah. Because I'm curious as well. I want to know that too. <laughs> <laughs> What's your impression, Kelly? <laughs> uh, don't forget about me over here. I have <laughs> opinions. I'm really excited about how Ali seems to be the polar opposite of what Nick was. Mm. Um, what I'm really excited about was, uh, if you listen to uh, what we were talking about last season, my main gripe with Nick was that he didn't give us much. Like, um, I feel like we didn't get very deep into his thoughts and feelings or emotions. I didn't believe that he was genuinely attractive or in love with any of the girls. Where with Ali, it's the absolute opposite. Um, and I'm really excited for that. And also a woman being so comfortable to, like, be sexual and, and you know. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm really it, excited. It's a really exciting premise. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be... Um, interesting to watch her uphold those values over the course of the season and unlike with nick i'm confident that she will because it does seem like she loves love and she wants love which i mean neither can be said of the 10 weeks of tv that we just ingested that ended in a wet fart from nick Mm. what what do you think that would sound like (laughs) (laughs) zavi i think that you're all over this you ready let me put the mic down so i've got full um wait wait wait. i'll hold it for you (laughs) yeah that'd be great if you don't Okay, okay, I'm now double micing. Right. Are we doing this one? Yep. No, that's not even wet enough, though. I think I'm Lick your go hands. Like a, that, uh, I don't think that's going to really... That's, I mean, we're in the same ballpark there, but if I okay. do like a... There we there go. There it is. That feels a bit more like it. Thank yeah. you. Mm. <laughs> so, Awful. with that, no, I don't know. Do we have <laughs> anything else? 
Um, anything else to discuss? Oh, small life changes that may affect the podcast. Oh, true. Yeah, you might notice, um, obviously, Kelly is the one with the distant voice uh, <laughs> this time around. It's because we've disembodied her. <laughs> she floats. We've shrunk her down. She's five inches tall. She's friends with Matt Damon now. And Stuart Little. And Stuart Little, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, the the reason that is is because Kelly's in, in Melbourne like she, she was, but I'm over here in Sydney with Maxwell. Yeah, Xavier, you've come up to start a brand new job. We're all very proud of you. How's it going to affect the podcast? Oh, thanks. Um, well, yeah, um, I, I start a new full-time job tomorrow, Woo! and uh, let me tell you, it's going to do wonders for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, just a brief sort of disclaimer for like long-time listeners or whatever that uh, I... You, I, as a Virgo, pour a, oh, no. <laughs> oh, a no. very, a very uh, unhealthy amount of time and effort into this <laughs> podcast, uh, and and now that I'm beginning this new thing, uh, there's a chance it'll be uh, compromised somewhat. He's Don't a bit tell worried. Them that. Now they're going to be looking for it. <laughs> he's a bit worried that he's going to run out of time for everything, but I well, think guess that it'll what? be fine. I have heaps of time, so maybe I'm going to be the new star of the podcast. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> oh, what a load off my mind. All right. So, guys. Do that recap part that you love. Yeah. Oh, God. Your favorite part of the podcast, the long right. and detailed uh, recap of everything that happens. I'm hey. in charge. So, now we're cutting the recap. Uh, we're podcast increasing- is 10 minutes a week. Yep, and we're increasing fart humour by 110%. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Can I ask before we go into the recap of these two episodes, any first impressions of The Bachelorettes, or sorry, rather, any first impressions of The Bachelors, and who do we think is going to win after watching two episodes of this? Um, I think Bill is incredibly boring. Mm. Mm. He does nothing for me. Um I love Charlie. I f- think I fell in love with Charlie. Wow. Yeah. I think that Charlie, yeah, I, he's my winner pick also. I think yeah. that he is uh, an actual, like, a grown man, it seems mm-hmm. like. And that's really cool. I think that he will be someone who goes deep in the game. Bill strikes me as more or less a ventriloquist dummy, as <laughs> Xavier said on the last podcast, and then I stole on the internet without knowing. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then... Who else is there? Oh, Davey, the bookie's favourite is a man named Tate. Right, this is what I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, the interesting thing with Tate is that he didn't really register in these first couple of episodes, but yet I did some clicking around on, you know, different booking websites and stuff like that. I guess you guys might have as well. Uh, And he has got unbelievably good odds to win. That's wild. Which makes me think maybe they know something we don't. Maybe there's been some kind of leak behind the scenes. Is there a little bit of of a Matty J situation happening here where he comes on late? I was thinking that too, Mm. Matty J. Yeah. The other thing about Tate um, is that he is a bank manager from Victoria. We'll, we'll do intros for everybody, but um, he's a bank manager from Victoria. And I um, worked out, I, I was tipped off many months ago <gasps> um, when I was working in Victoria uh, at a shop just opposite a bank. Oh, that, my God. That the manager of that bank would be on The Bachelorette. Wow. Oh. So, I... Like, I'm not going to dox the guy, but I've definitely seen him around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's very... I mean, I had a brush with... I mean, I, this doesn't mean anything, no, really. You had a brush? Yeah. Well, Talk to me. No, no, I, I, I just mean that I've seen him. Ever. Oh, okay. You haven't I truly him. have never talked to him or brushed him. <laughs> or at least yet. Um, I also um, was very, very pleasantly surprised by Todd. Um, I... 
I thought he was very, very, very hot. Yep. And just funny. Like, he has good comic timing, I think. Kelly, what did you think of Old Mate? Um, old dad. <laughs> You're going to have to be a bit more specific. Oh, <laughs> oh, I loved him. You're right. Thank you for bringing that up. You, I, I adore him. I really hope he gets far, but I think maybe the age thing might affect it. But also maybe that's a good love narrative as well, which I do enjoy. His name is... Damien. Uh, we're going to get to him um, and, and why I do like him, I guess, uh, further on in the recaps. Mm. Um, was he arrested for something? Is, was he that guy? Yeah, so Damien has got a court date tomorrow. Oh, wow. At the time of recording, probably the day you're hearing this. Um, his, uh, it sounds very, very serious and bad, and we don't like it when people with criminal records get on the show. No. Um, he, he has been charged with, and this is all, I guess, allegedly? Allegedly, yes, out, certainly. Yeah. But I think uh, I read that he is being charged with uh, trespassing and assault. Um, because he allegedly snuck into Splendor in the Grass. Oh, he's one of those guys. He's 42. What is he doing? Buy a ticket. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. Um, And apparently when confronted, he assaulted a security guard. Good Lord. Fuck the police. Allegedly. Allegedly, I Mm. should say. Yeah. Fuck the um, police. Well, yes, allegedly fuck the police as well. <laughs> um, um, I've also got something else to say. There is one yes. guy that I reckon travels in our social circle. Tell us more. Jules. Jules. Now, does Jules... Because I, I kind of looked at Jules and I thought, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, same. And then, uh, we'll probably get to this as well, he revealed his butt tattoo because he, he's a... Oh, uh, yep. He's a tour manager. That's mm. who he is. We all yes. work in the music industry, and he travels with uh, friends of mine, the Vans. Oh, mm. so you're friends with them? Yeah, 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 good, yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I um, I know them too. They're good boys. Yeah, well, they're from Wollongong. Um, I saw them last time I was in Wollongong. Like they came to our show last time we were in Wollongong. Um, I'm gonna message them actually and get. Maybe we could get some something with Jules. Juicy Goss. That'd be lovely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, then look forward to that later on in the series podcast yep. listeners yeah yep, i guess yep. we have got some sort of uh inside, uh, inside I, I mean i don't know how much yeah, jules is really going to gonna the, stick around yeah, you could go to the bank uh <laughs> 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 yeah um well that sounds lovely i actually like jules as well i thought that um he was someone who i was like making i was like you're making the most of your opportunities here mm. oh totally i'm i've got i i think he's a bit hot yeah definitely yeah this yeah. is interesting, and I guess in the recap we'll find out why, because I've written some nasty things about him. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, you know, I mean, not, uh, just... <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. Bright red. Jules, if you're listening, we love you. It's all in good fun. What mm. have you done? What have you done to our sweet friend Julian? <laughs> is that what it's short for? Probably. I'd love to find out. If that's the scoop we could get <laughs> that no other podcast has. <laughs> All right. Let's dive directly into our recap of The Bachelorette Australia Season 4, Episode 1. So we're introduced to Ali with a sizzle reel, beginning with the moment in 2013 when she told Australia's first bachelor, Tim Robards, that she was falling in love with him and was then swiftly dumped the week before the finale. 
And then, conveniently ignoring her engagement to a man named David Waldeck in July 2015 and their subsequent breakup. Oh, I did not know about that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I neither. S- I did some light Googling and that was definitely a thing. Light um, Googling. <laughs> Yeah, some preliminary. I did a yeah a surface level Jeeves. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, I guess they don't have the rights to any of the video <laughs> from that relationship, <laughs> which makes sense. Um, but then, yeah, Osha regales the time that she appeared on Bachelor in Paradise, which of course we covered, only to have her heart broken once again. Uh, again, conveniently ignoring the rumors that are still swirling around her cheating on Grant Kemp. Oh, I didn't know those rumours. Max, yeah. where have you been? Maxwell. I thought the rumours were completely different. I thought the rumour was that um, Grant Kemp brought her over to Los Angeles and that he insisted that she have a threesome with him and some other man. That, that was too. the rumour that I had heard. I heard that rumour and then I think I heard Kira take responsibility for that particular rumour oh. as a means mm. of taking some of the heat away from this other thing. Oh. I could be wrong. Allegedly, allegedly. Fuck police. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, there will definitely be more on that later. Those rumors certainly don't seem to be slowing down. And I think, uh, not to spoil it, but in the teaser for next week's episodes, I think uh, they've they've talked about maybe they'll address that. The rumors. That's what I thought that they were talking about. I thought she was going to be like, I got to LA and he had a big, big old threesome. Well, the interesting thing is she hasn't talked too much about it it's it's been a lot of grant talking about it and i think she has saved up for her season of the bachelorette to have her say interesting so it'll be interesting to hear her side of things good producing um but then osha poses the rhetorical question will it be here that she finally finds the man that she can call the love of her life and I think it's interesting that it feels extra uncertain now like it is definitely a rhetorical question in the wake of uh, nick cummins season so Ali has a quick chat with Osha, telling him, I'm after a good guy. I don't want to go for that bad boy anymore. Which bad boy? Yeah, it was, I mean, <laughs> was Grant a bad boy? Is that what? Maybe. Yeah, or was, uh, what about um, old mate Tim? Is he a bad boy? Oh, he's a good boy. What about the 2015 engagement? Truly don't know. Mm. Couldn't tell you. Um, but when Osha asks, how are you going to cope when I'm sending in hot guy after hot guy and the hormones are firing out of control and stuff, she reassures him that, quote, because I've got control, I have got control this time. <laughs> so I think, yeah, this is the, the foundations of this narrative that I was talking about before, you know? She kind of says it while licking her lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's approaching a buffet, <laughs> assuring herself she's going to be easy on the waistband or whatever. <laughs> Um, but her voiceover backs this up saying what I've learned about love is to take it slow. The old Ali would have fallen in love with the first person that gets out of that car. And then the first person gets out of that car (laughs) and boy, oh boy, it's a hunk. (laughs) Um, we meet Charlie who is a construction foreman who has handwritten something schmaltzy in a handmade journal to read to Ali. Um, I didn't write down what he wrote. Thank God. Um, <laughs> he gives her the journal, I guess, so that she can keep track of all the men. Oh, I, so what I liked about this was um, some of what he wrote in the journal was quite clever. He said, um, I've written this journal and hopefully my name appears on every page. But at the very least, I know that it will appear on this one. XOXO, Charlie. Oh, Charlie XCX. So smooth. Very He's- cool. I really enjoy Charlie. Like, I think he's very smooth. He yes. uh, mm. is 
really sweet. He seems to be on kind of like the same level of like being hyper romantic. And I can also mm. see him like in the Australian public. I feel like he's a good character. Mm. Yeah, he also makes stuff with his hands, which I really like. Yeah, which is like he's like here's something that I whittled. Mm. <laughs> My thing is, and I maybe I'm just being a devil's advocate or whatever. I feel like the the marketing and stuff has literally marketed him as Mister Perfect. That's been a nickname that's been thrown around with him. Mm. Yeah. I almost feel like it's too good to be true, and at some point there will be a big reveal about him of some kind. Well, I talked or, about this last episode, remember? That's right. Yeah, that's where I'm getting this from. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> from is my favorite podcast. <laughs> uh, because there was a blog where they discussed, uh, they there was a spoiler saying that uh, the, it's a false, like, trail that he thinks he's Mr. Perfect. Right. Ooh. Yeah. And it's a and it's a turn off later on in the show. Mm. He certainly didn't really come across that way. No. No. In these didn't. episodes. He no. came across assured and confident and like he was someone who knew what he wanted and also knew how to be someone who was respectful and kind to Ali and concise about, you know, where he was headed and what his aims were and I was into that. I thought that was cool. Hmm. Well, and he's also hunky. That's also that's true. the thing I noticed about him. He certainly is. Mm. And and Ali seems to like him. They share two hugs before he heads inside. Uh, next up is Robert, and Robert is a plumber who we soon learn is from Italy. Um, <laughs> Where do we begin? Um, do we need to say it? I feel like we don't. <laughs> he um he's brought over some of um he he's brought some some of his family's pasta sauce, uh, and he and Ali bond over their European ancestry since Ali is German, um, and Ali opens up the sauce bottle and feeds some of it to him. Uh, I like all this. This is nice. The packaging. Yes, the packaging. What was with that? I don't know. I loved it, though. <laughs> it was like a thick tube. Like mm. it might be like a fine aged whiskey inside yeah, there or something. Yeah, but it was sauce. And then it was just like a vacuum sealed Posada bottle. Yeah, it was really, but really she, odd. She didn't eat it. <laughs> no, she kind of she like just... fed it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh. she thought it was poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the thing that I loved about Robert in this scenario was that after the whole schmaltzy pasta thing has finished, he so promptly jumped on the top of his mushroom, grabbed his <laughs> cart, and zoomed the fuck out of there down the rainbow road. It was a sight to behold. <laughs> I was going to say, it seemed like mostly tomatoes in that sauce and very little mushroom. <laughs> I hate you both so much. <laughs> I think it's cool to have an Italian plumber on the show, but this is what I tweeted as well, so I'm sorry for stealing my own material, but how long do we have to wait until Waluigi's joining I the roster know. of the show? Who's Bowser, do you reckon? Obviously, Ali's Princess Peach. Oh, yeah, really? That's spot on. Maybe um, Damien? Yeah, maybe Damien is Bowser. Mm. Yeah. Or Osha. Oh. <laughs> Osha's like... Osha's like lucky toad. too. Osha's Toad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... God, I wish I had all their names in front of me. <laughs> Next up is Ivan, who's 29. He is a painter from Melbourne. His he's name's Ivan. Yeah, I don't like this either. He's putting on airs, isn't His he? His name's fucking Ivan. Mm. 
Uh, he gets some very kooky music when he hands Ali a handwritten voucher for a private dance lesson, which he has valued at $1,000. <laughs> I like this. Um, he then proceeds to dance for her and, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing. There's usually like a bit of a, a Yahoo uh, <laughs> on, on one of these uh, on, on just about every like first night. I didn't find him as embarrassing as I think the show did, though. No, he was fine. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of dancing, like, um, when she does later on, like, just to break tension. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when you consider, like, obviously, they can't be playing any music because they no. have to record everyone's yeah. dialogue so and stuff. Funny. So yeah. it's just sort of, it's always going to be a bit awkward, and that means they can play up the awkwardness. But, like, yeah. I admire him for giving it a go. Yeah, good on yeah, him. Yeah, same. Someone I don't admire is Nathan, who is a 23-year-old from the Northern Beaches in Sydney. He gets villain music straight away, and he gets a little promo where we watch him working out and talking about, quote, wanting to come home to a banging chick, uh, and so on. And he walks in carrying a giant teddy bear that's bigger than he is, um, which he has named Jitters, because you squeeze him and he gets rid of all your jitters. I hate it. It's mm. so terrible. I feel like somebody handed that to him off camera thinking maybe he wasn't a villain. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or maybe like someone handed it to him and they were like, here is what you say. You say, you give me the jitters. So now I've given you the jitters. See, that's quite good. That's good. But he yeah. fucked it up. He I fucked it up. Like... That's what's happened. And he's been like, it's called jitters because... um. Uh... Well, he, muff- he says it into the bear. So yeah. you can barely hear it. You can't, yeah. But that's what you come to this podcast for. <laughs> Crystal clear audio. <laughs> uh, when Ali asks what he does for fun, he says he likes to party. Ugh. And then reassures us in his in the moment that he didn't come here to not party. <laughs> Which, I guess, drink? I don't know. Does that count? I love it. Yeah. Is, uh, may I add that he is one of the couple of men that we're about to see whose pupils are like dinner plates at this point. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Something <laughs> something's being passed around. Something is night. going on. Allegedly. <laughs> Fuck Definitely. The yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, up next is Bill, who's thirty one. He's a mechanical plumber from Melbourne, which is interesting because he does look mechanical. <laughs> he does, yes. Um, although Georgia Love, uh, previous Bachelorette, tweeted that the mechanical plumber won her season. Well, Georgia true. Love, soothsayer as well. <laughs> true. Yeah, she's been very bang on in the past. Yeah. Um, Bill nervously reveals to Ali, oh, this is this bit. I oh, truly yeah. detested this. This made me very sick and uncomfortable. Talk- oh, yeah. This was, this was so terrible. Um, so, Bill... He's nervous and he walks up to Ali and he says, I have a little confession to make. I wasn't actually born Bill. I was born something different. I was born actually. And then we cut to, yeah, we cut to the ad break. And so we get a bunch of like, what the, oh my God, sort of in the moment footage of of Ali. Um, And the, the implication, I guess, is that he was not born a man. Yeah, that Bill might be some kind of trans person. Right. And shock horror and wouldn't that be horrible? Goodness. Um, and then, so, yeah, I mean, we cut back from commercial. It, he reveals he was, in fact, born David. And then in the, in the moment, Ali says with relief, he's not a woman, tick, before cracking up laughing. Yeah, that was... That was it was awful. Yeah. Bad... I'm, 
It's and like to be expected now. From the, well, I'm yeah, like not surprised at this point anymore. Their queer representation is non-existent. It's mm. piss poor. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's a bad little moment of transphobia from Ali, um, but it's it's also yeah, just another example of the producers like. I, the, the, the thing is for me, like, they must know that this season is not going to rate that well or as well. They must know, like, it just seems so bizarre to me to think of them, like, trying to single out groups that may be watching that they can mock. Like, it's, yeah. it's a very deliberate attack for the sake of some, like, surface level sort of titillation like, yeah, or suspense. Yeah, like, or, tension. Yeah. Mm. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get the impression that it was necessarily Bill's idea. I don't think that that was his joke. I don't think the ab break has anything got to do with him. No, I don't think yeah. Bill was like put an ad break in here. Yeah, I don't, so I don't strictly hold it against him. But I, I, yeah, this whole thing was really uncomfortable. They got called out online for it, and it doesn't matter because that happens every time, and they still keep doing Nothing. it. Well, because Changes. everyone's talking about it, and that's right. what they want. Um, something funny happened to me though is that I was watching it uh, live on Ten Play. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes 10 play doesn't really work and, and you it, it cuts back, but you've missed something. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it, it cut to the ad and then it went back and he was walking away. So I completely missed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. And then I had to go on Twitter and obviously <laughs> see. I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. But what? Mm. But why? Um, then at this point, we skip over some nobodies. Uh, okay, Jules. <laughs> So, I mean, he got skipped over. He did get skipped over. He, he gets a skip over. He rides up on a Segway. He oh. does look like a street magician with the frosted <laughs> tips and a waxed moustache. He does. He does. And he's decorated with medals from his military service, which I'm also a little afraid of. It's I'm not going to say that the guy creeps me out. It's, it's not a creep thing, really. Mm. Knowing that he's a tour manager brings him so far back down to earth for me. Sure. I know. I like... I think he's cute. I think he's nice, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Every... every, Everyone's got their... their, Everyone's... No, you guys are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daniel from Melbourne, who literally has no gimmick at all. Uh, where's the handsome long-haired man that Max, you said, might have been in the Bennies? Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been a Benny. Yep. Um, Brendan, who has amazingly perfect hair, and that's it. Um, Danny, uh, Ch- Chain, Shane, Chain. Chain, uh, that's right. Do you know that's his last Shane. name? <laughs> I think it's of fools. <laughs> his last name is Nay, like a horse. <laughs> no. Shanae. <laughs> his name is Chain Nay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a man who's wearing a kilt. Who is later referred to by the villain Patty as a guy in a dress? Oh my god! Uh, and we we skip we also skip over Ben, who is the off-brand Nick Cummins or <laughs> hun- Honey Budget. <laughs> hun- honey Budget. Is that, oh, there is that we okay? go. <laughs> yep. Uh, he, he might have been like a B minus. B makes honey. B. Oh, I understand. Oh, that's yeah. quite. So, that's really. Yeah, that's that's well, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, he um he's brought Ali a kangaroo pouch made out of a kangaroo scrotum. <laughs> Why did he do this? <laughs> I don't know. What do you reckon it was him? Do you reckon someone passed it to him off screen? Uh, I was so confused. I was like, she's Australian. It's not like you're. I don't know. It was very weird. Here's very a very souvenir weird. from my homeland. Yeah, it's it was really strange. Odd. It'd be like. 
if we were like, if I came to you, Xavier, and I was like, it's a prawn. <laughs> Would it? It's a, no, because it's a he's not from prawn. Ballina and I'm you are. Ballina. Like, that makes more yeah. sense. Oh. It'd be like it if would... I gave you a big prawn. Oh. Yeah. No, I would love would... that. Oh, you it probably would be would. like <laughs> if I if if you came over to Max's house with like a snow globe with the opera house in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I upon moving from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there's Tate and Damien who also get skipped over. But up next is Paddy. Uh, Paddy's a 27-year-old gym manager and soccer player from Victoria who is the other villain for this series. Paddy's a piece of shit. He is! Yep, yep, yep. One thing I like is the show seems happy to let him embarrass himself. Oh, Uh, yeah. He fucks up his soccer trips at first, which is quite fun. But then his chief mode of uh, humiliating himself is by speaking in what I would consider a pretty standard sort of Australian accent but sprinkling in little bits of British slang. Oh, it was so weird. And I would love to know if he has spent any time in the United Kingdom at all, (laughs) and if so, for how long. Because the impression I got was that he had just maybe binged a season of Geordie Shore and, like, not (laughs) talked to anyone for a little while. Um, Yeah, a frustrating guy. We'll we'll be talking about him all episode. He um, has written Ali a poem, which is always a good sign. We love the poets. Mm. Uh, it's extremely stupid, and I couldn't be bothered writing it down or reading it out. But I did, um, like, in the 90 seconds of screen time that he gets here, uh, I kept account of the amount of times that he says the word fit. Because oh. it's that's clearly a catchphrase he's trying to, you know, get across. Yeah. Um, I don't Fucking think it's... Mike Skinner over here. Is that someone? Yeah, from uh, the, the streets. He has that song. They have that song. Fit, oh, fit and you fit, know it. But my gosh, don't you just know it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In ninety seconds, he says it six times. Christ, um, and it doesn't stop either. <laughs> it's really. Um, he then also like proceeds to go inside and objectify Ali in front of all the other men. Uh, Claims he, that he gets the first kiss, which is not true. No, <laughs> interesting opening gambit there. Um, I enjoy that the other men do seem like suitably disgusted by him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's not going anywhere, unfortunately, at least for another week or two. Like, you've got to be a real piece of shit to be identified as a piece of shit by a bunch of other pieces of shit. Right. Yeah, because I must say, I did tweet as well at this point. Um, it's highlighted by Patty, but uh, all of the men, the only nice things they were saying about Ali were how... Like fit how she looked, she was how, yes. how, she, how yeah. hot she is, and it was just like say something else. Like she is nice, she's mm. kind, she's like listening, she's yeah. engaging in a positive way. But all they're thinking about is how she looks, and I hated that. Yeah, and particularly you want that because then the audience can also think, oh, that's true, she is a good listener, and like yeah. they have more interest as well. Yes, yeah, more reasons to pay attention. Yeah, and the past the like surface level reason of this is an attractive woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next, Dan, who's 32. He's from the bush. Oh. Uh, don't we're know where. We're the boys from the bush and we're back in town. He walks out of the limo with a live lamb we in get his up arms. On the sun, this is the guy that people are saying looks like Stu Laundy. Yeah, he does. He looks oh, like yeah. Bush Stu. Bush yeah. Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Have served that up with a bit of damper. <laughs> uh, the lamb's name is Bing. I assume its parents are named Jeeves and Alta Vista. 
<laughs> Kelly, how good was that one? Did you like that one? I don't get one? it. I don't get oh, it. Just search engines people don't use. <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or other, whatever, some other f- friends' surnames. You got... Uh, oh, uh, Buffet and Geller. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Um, as Ali feeds the lamb, she asks if Dan wants babies. And he says yes. <laughs> Um, she doesn't ask if uh, the lamb wants babies um, When Ali says goodbye to Bing uh, Dan says he can't talk yet But we'll work on that Which I actually found pretty funny It was quite I enjoyed you. Bing Yeah uh, You mean Not Dan. Bing, sorry <laughs> <laughs> That's He's it, you run Bing the risk, don't you? Yeah. I, I enjoyed Dan a lot Yeah, Dan seems like a sweetie yeah. Um, I did. There was a, a tiny concern in the back of my mind that we literally never saw the the lamb ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it go? Well, I, you know, you've got eighteen hungry boys in the house. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I don't like its chances. Um, when I was watching this, um, I was at a bachelorette kind of like viewing party, mm. and um, they were kind of shitting on bringing a lamb a little bit, like, oh, as if you the guy that brings a lamb is not going to win. But I reminded everyone of um, Lee with the donkey. That's right. true. Lee did bring a donk. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. you know, the, he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, donk a donk? Uh, redonkulous. We're both sitting on this trying uh, to... We'll get there. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go with ass. That's like a better... Ask Jeeves. Oh, boy. There it is. <laughs> I think that might be it, actually. <laughs> Uh, Pete is in real estate Ali says he's smiley, energetic and confident Just like all real estate agents seem at first (laughs) Until you need them to do something in your house Or fix something or anything like that Here's one I loved that Pete got out of the car and said Yeah, I'm a real estate agent And then dusted his shoulders like he was hot (laughs) shit He was dusting off some of the mould that's been collecting there because you can actually get some real lung issues from that. In his in the moment, he says, everyone knows that I like a nice ass." <laughs> they do now. Uh, thanks, Pete. <laughs> thanks, Pete. Which, yeah, so that makes me think like the narrative of Pete is probably uh, we're going to watch Ali learn that he's a bit yuck later on. Um, it's not an incredibly yuck thing to say, but he did come out with it pretty early. Um but yeah, as you said, Kelly, it is just that's what the compliments are <laughs> yeah. on, on this season. Um, and then finally we meet Todd, um, who is a 26-year-old sales rep from WA who is dressed in this dinky plastic suit of armor, which keeps sort of crinkling loudly as he walks towards Ali. I think they've specifically mic'd him up to capture the, uh, the you know, shitty crinkly sound effects even louder than his actual dialogue. This was absolutely incredible. It, it was, was so, so good. funny. Um, and like, so, you know, the implication is that this is a comic relief sort of character or whatever. And, you know, he's got this ludicrous gimmick, but then he peels his helmet off and he does and peel it off. And he's the hottest one there. Far yeah. away. Yes. Like, truly. <laughs> yeah. I was shot. I screamed. <laughs> We should have put it on. Uh, we should have filmed it. We could have got it on the project. I yeah. when he did his reveal, like much like uh, the prince in Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or it when Shrek gets de-Shreked. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, it was just he's so hot. Mm. So here's the question: almost as hot as regular Shrek. Sorry, Max. If okay, <laughs> if you're Todd or regular Shrek, <laughs> yes, one or the other. Mm-hmm. What? 
what how do you uh, so all right so you're todd or regular shrek wait i am hypothetically and you were that hot yeah which part of you is like i better keep this under wraps <laughs> better put a helmet on this I might think... as well go get a fucking brown paper bag and put it over <laughs> write a question like... mark on the front I think because it's good. I think it's good too. because you know that you've got an ace in the hole. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be an unpleasant surprise when you peel that mask off. Like, if you walk in there with a mask and you're gross underneath the mask, you're going home night one. I oh, reckon. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he it also, like, gives him the opportunity to crack, crack a couple of dad jokes that are sort of themed to his costume. But then also, he clarifies that he is there for love and he takes responsibility for the failures of his past relationships. It was cool. Perfect. Like, he's hitting home runs immediately. Yeah. Yep. I don't know necessarily if he's a favorite, but he's real. Like, I've got my eye on a him. Personal favorite. Yes. Um, so that's everyone. And uh, and so the men are, are really excited to meet Osher, um, especially Todd. Another reason why Love I like that. him. <laughs> Uh, and they listen attentively as Osher explains, uh, you know, they need roses to progress every week. And then, as usual, he reveals a twist. There is a new kind of rose. It's the Wild Rose, um, which is a one-off that allows its recipient to swap themselves into a single date that Ali has already picked for somebody else. Mm, right, it's weird. I thought it was a one-off that allowed Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue to win a bunch of Arias, but... <laughs> Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. I would love that, please. <laughs> um, how many men do we have? In my head, it was 18, but now I want to check. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're gonna get some intruders because that's not as many as certainly. Nick usually. had like thirty women, and this The Bachelorette always is a shorter episode run. But yeah, and they I would always say that we're have in intruders on The Bachelorette. Yes, an intruder one last time. Mm, it is eighteen, and you're right. Yeah, uh, I would not be surprised at all if there are intruders. Yeah, we'll definitely have some trudies. Mm. Will they be the winners though? <laughs> I'm going to no. say yes. <laughs> Let's I'm split our odds. No. If you say no and I say yes, then we can say Bachelor of Hearts predicted it either way. <laughs> great. And I will say nobody wins just to cover our Oh, uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> this rules. I love being right all the time. Me too. I love hitting my tooth with the microphone you really, all the time. You really went hard then. Mm. That was solid. I'm proud of you. So, I mean, what follows are some pretty standard cocktail party shenanigans. Uh, Robert steals Allie away first and they seem to be clicking before they're interrupted by Bill and Tate at the same time, thus beginning the traditional revolving door of interruptions where nothing actually really happens. But at least we get to look at everyone's face for a second or two. Um, Interestingly, Patty interrupts Allie's chat with Nathan, the other villain. And in my experience, it's pretty rare for two lone villains to bat heads like this. It's really odd, isn't it? Like, yeah, like generally there'll be sort of a main villain and then like one or more people will be on their side. But we get this conflict and it's like right away. It's a little bit unexpected. Yeah, it's kind of like how last season we had uh, Kat and then we also had Romy and they were like and best Alicia. friends who, and Alicia who ganged up. Yeah. This is like these two faux alpha dogs from the gym have like smelt the scent of another faux alpha dog from the gym mm. and they've been like there can only be one do you reckon it is just a men and women handle these things differently type of divide mm, perhaps I think that perhaps more it's this particular type of man handles this situation in exactly mm. the same way mm. I do want to say the way that this conflict 
manifests is pretty dull. And in my opinion, conspiracy corner again. Here we go. Feels a bit forced. Yeah. Like, they both raise their voices, but we we don't actually really see that much of their confrontation. It's sort of edited around, and it's then broken up by Damien, the, the old... Uh, Dad. Alleged old <laughs> person. Um, and it culminates in the world's gentlest sort of touch on the arm, <laughs> to which Patty yells, What the fuck are you pushing me for? Uh and then moments later we see oh this is the this is the interesting part yeah not that conflict moments later we see Nathan clinking glasses with Damien and saying bit of airtime eh to somebody off camera Ooh. isn't that interesting really interesting it's almost like it slipped through the cracks like I wouldn't you know, it seems like the kind of thing that they must be saying around the cocktail party but like when would they ever let that get on the show true. Maybe this is more like fourth wall breaking stuff like the show's been doing recently. Do you think maybe Nathan and uh, Patty uh, in conflict because they're both trying to be the biggest villain? Mm, maybe. Because that is like, as the like, show... Could that be motivation? Certainly. Yeah, as the show goes on. I mean, obviously people are aware of the patterns and they know the way yeah. that they can get tape- typecast and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. Maybe, yeah, that that is a spot that people are vying for in just the same way that, that you know, the, the winner is. It's really funny. Yeah. Kelly, what did you like about Damien here? I think it's really important that men speak up when women are being disrespected by other men. Certainly. Mm. Um, I think that is such a... That's a way that uh, we're going to be able to stop sexism and and inappropriate behaviour. Like, I think it's so important that we see that on television, that it's admirable for men to call out... uh, I'm not going to say they're friends because they don't know each other. Yeah. But just, like, men in their social circle when they're being inappropriate. And I think Damien handled it really well. He said the right things... Um, and it was important and we need more role models like that. Yeah. So it is good to see on primetime television. Totally. This is the stuff that should be shown in it. like high school PE classes or whatever. Yeah. Mm. You know, this yeah. is how you handle this kind of behavior. It was really, really good from Damien and it was. even though like the, it was entirely fruitless because Patty is a dipshit. Mm. Um, yeah. it really outlined the difference between this shitty British boy and yeah. this actual adult man yeah and I, is he british <laughs> well yeah mm, who can say <laughs> questionable but i do think like yeah patty is such a uh caricature of a uh, like gross toxic masculinity mm. bro um that that will resonate with a lot of people in a lot of circumstances even if they're not you know if, if people in the real world aren't being that horrible true that mm-hmm. you know that that people learn that if you can stand up to somebody like this Surely you can, you know, if your mate's being just a bit inappropriate or saying something a bit off colour, you can or say whatever. cut it out. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah, you might get a gentle push on the arm, <laughs> and that's about all you have to deal with. Um, then we get back to Jules, um, who reveals to Ali that he tours with his mate's band, like we talked about before, and uh, he's actually gotten their band name tattooed on his bottom. Um, and it's the Vans. We've played this band a bunch on the radio. Hmm. I was expecting, like, I was following the Twitter hashtag, like I usually do when I'm watching the show, and I was like, oh, here it goes. This is going to be their moment. They're going to blow up. This is so great. Yeah. What great publicity. But everyone, <laughs> everyone was just like, 
who would fucking get that awful tattoo on the <laughs> Like, there was not one tweet being like, oh, this band. It was like, what a, who whips their ass out? Oh, man. <laughs> like, but that's such a shame. Because I was looking at it thinking like, me personally, I cannot dream of a better promo placement for like my musical projects. Like, yeah. obviously as a big Batchy fan or whatever. But if my name was on a butt, or my yeah. band name was on a butt that was on Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, you can't... And the only way that could get better is if he farted. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. The Vans, they're pretty... I mean, they're a real band. They're from Wollongong. They just played Yours and Owls. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. As far as I can tell, this uh, butt post is the most liked photo on their Instagram <laughs> in forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I think they earned their success. Good on them. Yeah. They're good boys. Yeah. They're good boys. Mm. Um, Bill gets some solo time with Ali and talks to her about the lessons that he's learned from his parents who've been married for 35 years. This is such a good strategy. Great. Yeah. Um, and it leads him to talking about values like compromise and communication and honesty and Ali just eats it up. Uh, but meanwhile, Paddy continues being super obnoxious um, and he ramps up the intensity until it's too much for Damien, who is already kind of... You know, put himself He's out there enough, as a conflict yeah. resolver. Um, and he pulls Patty aside. To Dad. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's his role for yep. the next little while. Um, he grabs Patty, tries to get him to settle down. Patty tries to justify saying the phrase fit as fuck about 50 times, which he has done by now. Uh, and the way he does it is by saying it another 10 times or so. <laughs> He's like, oh, um... You probably don't understand, but in England, um, <laughs> that actually is a good thing. I'm not saying fat, but I'm actually saying fit, and that actually means that they're hot. So, don't... It's not... I'm not saying something bad. So, fuck you, <laughs> basically. And he tells Awful. He tells Jamian to jog on. and <laughs> Which is really weird, because we've just spent a whole season jogging it in, so... <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, which way are we, are we jogging it? Yeah. <laughs> So I I can't jog over There's it. There's all this jog on jogging, you know. I was gonna make a joke about how they jog on like the, on the other side on the. <laughs> 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 but I think they drive on the same side. <laughs> mm. um, Ivan Ivan decides that his <laughs> dance moves are the perfect way to cut through all this tension. Uh, and with Bill and Robert, he choreographs a dance routine to catch Ali's attention. And I want to say, like, I think it's legit pretty good. Like, yeah. he is coordinating a couple of kind of drunk strangers to dance along with him without a backing track. But the producers are obviously pretty unimpressed and they see their moment to, like, pipe in the cricket sound effects and stuff. And they have yeah. some of the other men shit talk them in the, in the moment. Like, Pete says these guys are absolute idiots. But I'm like, at this point in the night, it's probably really late. Everyone's tired. Everyone's drunk. Pretty drunk. They kind of pull it off. It's an impressive feat of coordination. And then Charlie gets some more time with Ali and assures her that he's looking to settle down with someone and would 100% be happy to move for love. And Charlie also gets a voiceover, which not many other people have yeah, but done yet. Sorry. To Adelaide. Yeah, but to Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess Ali didn't necessarily make that clear. <laughs> Maybe Charlie will say this until he visits Adelaide and realizes. <laughs> um, but he does get a voiceover, um, which 
you know, not many of the men have gotten up to this point, um, where he says that the connection is already growing stronger and they have a lot in common and it could, in fact, lead to love. Which I think that might be the earliest we have heard the L word. Um, I was thinking that too, very early. But that's on brand with Ali. Yeah, and certainly on behalf of a dude as well. I think that that's like... Yeah. Yeah, that's, mm. it was really cool from Charlie... I'm excited to see where this journey takes them. Yes. So refreshing, like I said before, like because we got nothing out of Nick. Yes. To see yeah. men being expressive and see like men. vulnerable straight up. Yeah. I was so happy. See men. Good one, Max. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? <laughs> Sorry, you said semen. What happened? You said semen and then Max started giggling. Oh my god. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grow up, Max. Grow up, Kelly. Um, But then moments later Allie picks up the wild rose And walks over to Bill She admires his openness As well as the values that he mentioned earlier But she mentions that he's also just a lot of fun I guess if you like Pinocchio (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to write him off too soon It is very early Um, Early Ochen Um so she gives him the rose and gives him a teensy little kiss on the lips, um, which is the first kiss, regardless of what Patty will have you believe. Um, we actually see a few more kisses, I think, although I suspect that they may have just been alternate angles of the same one. Agree. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought she just kissed him a bunch. It's the same kiss that they looped over and over, I think. I think so, right? Because otherwise they probably would have said like, oh, they were kissing. Oh, they kissed so many times. Yes. Right? No, I think it was just the same thing that they kept cutting back to with different cameras oh, on it. Sort of that's good to know. Because one of them was like really, really slow. Yeah. And then you had the one with the, like the thermal camera so you could see what was getting hotter. And, <laughs> and you had the... X-ray version. And <laughs> what do they do in sport? I don't know. Uh, they have that little like zipline camera that flies all over the field, and it, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. gets in all the other shots. They have that one where you can see they it like as the ball travels towards the wicket, the trajectory is. Sort of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you knew so much about sports. Well, you know, I've been out of Melbourne for a week. Uh, <laughs> <new> <laughs> um. So Bill gets an LBW for his efforts, and uh, <laughs> a what? It stands for um, uh, love, love before, before wicked. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Cool. Mm. So let's go to this rose ceremony. Uh, Bill is safe with the wild rose, but Allie has to eliminate two of the 17 remaining men. She calls out the names in this order. Ivan, Todd, Danny, Wes, Charlie, Robert, Daniel, Dan, Jules, and Tate. Damien, Pete, Shane. Is it Shane? Shane. Ch- I don't... I'm not sure. Patty and Nathan. Which means that we say goodbye to Ben, the honey budget. Honey budget, yep. Uh, and Brendan with the amazingly perfect hair. No limo exits, no coverage, not even a shot of these two, actually. I literally had to work out that those were the two who got eliminated by process of elimination. Yeah. <laughs> So, I was wondering about this. Do you think that a producer got in Ali's ear and was like, Nick quit. Nick didn't pick anyone. You need to send this man home. Get rid of him as soon as possible. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. 
That yeah, that or like he was uh, it was designed to be there for someone to notice that he looked a tiny bit. But the thing yeah. is, is he a plant? Because he doesn't look that much like the honey badger. If they were trying He's to, just got curly hair. Right, for if, fuck's sake. If they were trying to cast a honey badger lookalike, I'm sure they could have done slightly better than this, mm. right? True. I mean, I don't know. I'm putting too much faith in the casting department of this show, <laughs> who have done nothing <laughs> but disappoint nothing us. But let us down. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of I'm that episode. Bring us Tara. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Although Tara's questionable now, isn't oh, she? Oh, yeah. And sometimes even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Mm, mm. A blind gonna... clock is right twice a nut. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say any person who is a contestant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette is probably questionable. They mm. may well be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jules. Oh. <laughs> We've established that he's definitely listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's rip into this next episode. Um, more substantial, less substantial Certainly not a surprising episode No, we got the uh, very same thing that we get in every episode too Right, yeah Let's continue Episode 2, did you say? Episode The Bachelor Australia, The Bachelorette Australia Season 4, Episode 2 Wonderful Sorry, Kelly <laughs> Snoozy loose What? <laughs> you didn't get to say Was it Was I supposed to do that? No, just, uh, you know, whoever jumps in So Osha greets the men with a single date card which reads, you wrote down your feelings, so let's raise the stakes. And of course, it's addressed to Charlie. Although I say, of course, there were a couple of people writing things down. It could have been Patty. I love that Patty put his hand up and was like, no, I wrote a really good poem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally had forgotten about it while writing the recap for my Bachelorette podcast. Uh, but cut to the Sofitel in Wentworth. Sofitel? Yeah. No, so she's not on this season. She, uh, she, she didn't get picked. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, she was the Bachelorette last time, mm. right? Sofitel Monk. Sofitel, yeah, yeah, good, good. So it's not the Sofitel that you and I, Max, recorded in uh, in Melbourne, although it is eerily similar. It's very similar, They look it? Yeah. the same. Mm. And like us, they're meeting on the ground, but soon going way, way up. And it's a real fear of heights sort of experience. Mm. Um, however, they're not recording a podcast in a cushy hotel room. They're doing something which takes far less bravery. Uh, playing <laughs> <laughs> playing Twister on a suspended wire bridge in the middle of the air over 60 metres above street level. Piece I do cake. not understand why they do this if the bachelor or bachelorette doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. What is the point? You, know, It's just like... Uh, We're just going to scare this woman and make this yeah. man uh, out to be studly for mm. his ability to keep calm. If it was me in that situation, I would not be calm. No. No, I would not be calmly guiding someone through this I would process. not be doing it. No, no. But also, I wouldn't be prepared for any of the other challenges of being the Batchy either. True, true. Um, but Charlie, um, somewhat surprisingly, reveals that he's okay with heights. I'm not oh. used to hearing that on this show. No. Um, but yes, Ali is terrified, saying, I came here to fall in love, not fall off a building. Oh. <laughs> I like it. She's it funny. Good. She is funny. Uh, so yeah, Charlie who works in construction, is there to assure her, you know, he's done this a million times before. He's like, yep, it's a good quality harness. <laughs> I loved that. It was because great. she was looking for reassurance from the people, right? Yeah. And they didn't really give it to her, and he stepped in and gave it. Right. Yeah. Like, she was asking them about the harness, and he was like, look, I, you know, I, I, I fell in love with Charlie on this date. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's able to give the specifics that she really wants. Yeah. Like, he has yeah. that lived experience. And it's the same thing as the friggin' Emily Ballet date. Like, if you, I mean, obviously, he doesn't play Twister in midair for a living. No. I do, but you know, <laughs> not everyone has that luxury. 
Um, but, you know, bringing him into his comfort zone, I guess, and, and something that he's more familiar with, it's a great, yeah. like, tool for them to get to know each other. Absolutely. So, if, to follow this example, we did a date where we took Patty to a giant pile of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in England, I guess? Or, like, I was just stuck a union flag in it? I didn't want to be mean. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say England. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, that is the, <laughs> the pile itself. <laughs> um, yeah, Charlie, he's he's pretty good. He he holds her hands, uh, well, just one, um, as they prepare to step out together. And he assures her that she can yell out at any time if it gets too much, which you're right. Like, that's something we don't see any of the actual staff or production crew or anything make clear to her. Um, yeah. Charlie is the one to do it for yeah. some reason. Um, but yeah, like, um, she gets overwhelmed and he reassures her and calms her down in what I would say is a much better way than Jared did with Sophie Monk on a very similar date last year. Oh yeah, Jared's just completely wooden. Well, yeah, he, he was wooden and I think he, like, obviously having different lived experience that he was pulling from was being like a military leader. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I think was his work experience. I mean, he wasn't using his great knowledge of wine varieties (laughs) or whatever. Um... But, you know, Charlie, I think, is, is a little bit more level-headed, I guess. Um, and he helps them get back to land. And Allie says she really appreciates the way that he gently and compassionately helped her through this moment of panic. And then we watch them making out for a while before they can even get their harnesses off. I love it. It was good. Me too. They were going for that full, like, damsel in distress, make Charlie the hero thing. And I loved it. I was sucked right in. Yeah, I fell yeah. for it too. I, adore <laughs> and like and i hate that i loved it but i did right and that's i mean but that's the magic of batchy i think when it works yeah. is like you feel a bit yuck because it is so fucking heteronormative and so white I and all know. this stuff and it plays on these valley like these old-timey traditionalist things but every now and again it still fucking gets you. and i understand that we're coming from a pretty privileged place to be able to enjoy this stuff yeah. or whatever but like yeah when it's done right and when everyone's behaving themselves and we're focusing on what matters between these two people it's good it's nice yeah. guys shut up <laughs> i know i found i find myself smiling at the fucking mm. <laughs> tv I yeah. know. Yeah. so much i other times it makes me absolutely furious sure um, but yeah, uh, I, this was one of those times where I was like, I love it. Yeah. In, in the moment, Ali says, I know I said I was going to take it slow, but Charlie is not making it easy for me. And then at a batchy couch at the hotel, um, after a change of clothes, Ali says she's trading the high wire for a handsome drink and a stiff man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Horny batchy. Great. Uh, the horny badger. What does it mean? <laughs> What does it mean? Well, it, yeah, she got it, it switched around. She means a stiff drink and a handsome man. No, but what is... What is... <laughs> oh, but what does that oh. mean? <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> wanted you to be rude on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie refers to a statement that Allie made on Bachelor in Paradise when she talked about wanting marriage, kids, and a white picket fence. Which is something that stuck out to us as well. I think I remember yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, but Charlie seems really keen on cashing in that offer. Even telling her, quote, I can definitely see myself falling in love with you. I loved it. So early. It was cute. I'm like, so early. But if you're feeling it and you're thinking that, 
Fucking say it. Yeah. I love it. And I think, like, he obviously is familiar with her. He wa- he reveals that he watched Bachelor in Paradise. Or yes. Whatever. Exactly. And, like, that's fine. She was on TV. A lot of people watched it. Yeah. Um, but I like that. And it, and it seems like he's being upfront about his level of knowledge of her and stuff, which is good. You don't want to, you know, hide yeah. that or whatever. And also, if you are angling to fall in love with this specific woman... What better way to do it than by right out of the gate giving her the thing that she has been so sorely lacking for so many years? Right, right. And, like, yeah, just fucking imagine if Nick Cummins, even after his entire season, mm-hmm. could say something like that. I'm, I'm not going to just keep rubbing it in or whatever, but it would have been nice to hear. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Point's been made. Uh, Ali says, You seem like everything I've been looking for. I just want to bring you home. Um,. So, yeah, she gives him a rose, obviously, and they smooch again. It's a fucking glowing edit. Yeah, it's beautiful. For and that. I, and yeah. it's around this time that I'm like, this is too good. Like, this is where I'm like, something's got to give, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's me being not a pessimist, but just like knowing this show. I wonder if it, the something that's got to give is that like three of these boys are going to be perfect. Uh, what if they have cast three absolutely perfect men well neither of us are on the show there can't be that many others (laughs) when charlie returns to the house he's pretty upfront about how the date went and he tells the men that he hopes they're here for the right reasons (laughs) (laughs) um and patty says that uh you know when when he reveals that they were kissing or whatever patty says this is classic charlie zero to a hundred in 30 seconds because he knows him so well right yeah (laughs) classic charlie also, zero, not to be <laughs> extremely annoying, but zero to 100 is a phrase that's only used in places where they don't use miles to measure distance. Oh. <laughs> so, when, so when Paddy says it with his fake English accent, it's pretty funny to me. Because he yeah, would okay. say zero to 60. And then also I looked up zero to 100 in 30 seconds. It's really slow. It's not that fast. Like a performance car can normally do that in about six seconds. <laughs> okay. So... I don't know. Is he running? Yeah. I mean, 100 metres for running is also particularly slow. The world record's like 12 seconds. Oh, I guess maybe that was what he was talking about. But still, 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. That's It's too slow. It's almost like he wasn't even running. He was just jogging on. <laughs> they do use miles in England, though. Yeah. That's what I mean. What? But, he, but it's a kilometre. Zero to 100 is a kilometre. I think they use both. Oh, so, no. I'm so certain they use both. Why? How? I feel like I know this from running on treadmills in England. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kelly. We're all Uh, very fit on this podcast. So not only am I well-traveled, I'm fit too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Good. Okay. Well, it's time for your standard photo shoot group date. Oh, I hate it. Mm, And everyone except Pete and Wes and obviously Charlie are invited. I don't know how Pete and Wes managed to miss out. It's, I don't know. Were they selected as being a bit like Tate looks like Pete? So they were like, not you. Maybe, but nobody looks like Wes. Like long hair and that wasn't going to work for any of the characters because they've already got Shanae. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I guess so. Um, These photos are going to be the covers of some new Mills and Boone romance novels set in New York City. You might remember this exact date from Georgia Love season (laughs) or very, very slight variations on it in every other batchy season in history. 
um, we're keeping our eyes feel- peeled for copies of these books, which I believe should probably be on store shelves now. Yeah, shout out to Neil who sent us a uh, a picture of them and said that you can get them at, what was it? Was it Target? I think it was Target, yeah. yeah. So, um, I know I put the word out for people to buy them and we would refund them. <laughs> but now that they're widely available, I would like to retract that publicly and <laughs> say we will buy one copy maximum. <laughs> <laughs> for ourselves. Yes. Uh, obviously to frame and put on the wall. <laughs> what, the, what do we do? I don't care about what's in them. Mm. Anyway, um, first up is Danny, Jules, and Ivan. In a summer fashion week themed shoot, which means the handsome and muscular Danny and Ivan pose in short shorts alongside a very done up alley. Whilst Jules, for some reason, and I would love to ask him, and maybe he's screaming at his device right now he's to like, tell Come us. Come on. He is playing a photographer, even though there is an actual photographer taking the actual photo right behind him. And he got a little bit confused, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, I think he did get confused, but I also love that he was like, nope, I'm just going to seize the moment. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, Ali, um, the horny badger. Horny badger. I I just, she's not the honey, but it's fine. She's... She decides that she wants to oil down the pecs of her models, mm. which I just love. It I'm was like, great. get it. Um, and then Jules is obviously, you know, he's like, well, this is not my moment. <laughs> so he tries his best to flex in his role as photographer. Um, but yeah, he was never meant to be the star. And and in the finished product, I noticed uh, he is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> well, he didn't ever get... Like, he was standing next to the photographer. Like, this is where I'm saying he got confused. He was, like, acting the part to the point where he wasn't in the photo. <laughs> Did he think he was really taking the photo and was going to get an actual credit? And maybe I have <laughs> some money. Maybe get like, paid for it. Uh, you know, working in the music industry, like, <laughs> I get that there's not a lot of money there. Right. <laughs> um, you know, And also, say, there's a lot of time you'll be doing work expecting to get paid and then it won't end up happening. Especially That's familiar. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Paddy and Robert join Ali for a, quote, spring break photo shoot. Robert is Ali's sexy gangster husband, and oh, Paddy is an old-timey bellboy. You know, like spring break. Oh, of course, just like spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, Paddy continues being yucky. He makes cheeky, quote-unquote, faces at various different parts of Ali's body. Uh, it's not quite Sam objectifying Sophie Monk, no. but it's really in the same ballpark, isn't it? He stopped yep. short of saying the phrase, nice cans. That's right. But mm, that's it. Mm. You know what I mean? Every other part of it is there. This yeah. is a gross man. Uh, and it certainly makes Robert look pretty good in comparison. Uh, and it does seem like if the other men weren't all awkwardly staring at them from like three meters away, they would probably be smooching up a storm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It did, uh, and in front of Patty's face because fuck Mm. that dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also like that Robert, there's something very calming about him, Mm. maybe even a little bit effeminate or like he's a very muscly man, but there's a little bit of a softer presence to Robert that I quite like. Yeah. He's got a kindness. Yeah. Mm. Robert is sauce boy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I say he's been my top three. I love him. Yeah. I think he's gonna go far. Um, yeah. He's definitely my my top three is Robert, Charlie, and who's the other one? Bill. No, Tate? I hope not. Uh, Bill's boring to me. Hmm. 
Tate the uh, Booker's pick? Yeah, maybe Tate. Hmm. Um, well, here we get Dan, Daniel, damn Daniel. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Did you guys know this season, I didn't realize until I was doing recaps, we have a Dan, a Danny, and a Daniel. What do you mean oh. there's no diversity? <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, Dan, Daniel, Damien, and Dodd. <laughs> Todd. So there's, uh, uh, so there's more men called Daniel than there is... People of colour, yes. People of colour? Certainly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Excellent. Or then there have been, uh, you know, queer people in the show's history, yeah. or, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, soapbox, blah, blah. Uh, they all get lumped together in a Halloween photo shoot. And so Ali is in costume as Ali with a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Daniel, her date, is sort of a face-painted phantom of the opera, maybe? Yeah. Wouldn't be that hard to just put a little phantom mask on. Was it Todd who was her date? Uh, No, Todd is the gatecrasher. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. yes. Um, But we've also got uh, Damien, who is the bartender, and Dan, the bodyguard, which is a role that he seems a little bit unimpressed by. He does not like this. It's not that he doesn't take it well. He's like, oh, I guess I'm... Oh, okay, well, yeah. Let's try and make the most of this. I love that people have tried to do this and just inject themselves in situations where they're clearly (laughs) not meant to be injected. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Todd, the gatecrasher, is pretty much... is pretty clearly, like, the star of this shoot. He gets easily the most impressive, like, skull sort of face makeup. And he's shirtless, and he looks hot, and he's got feathers and shoulder pads and all this stuff. Mm. So, Dan is like, well, what am I going to do? My costume's not all that, (laughs) but I've got... I can talk to this lady. I'll engage her in conversation. What does he talk to her about? Roast duck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so just a straw poll here. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had roast duck, Xavi? Talking to a couple of vegans. Yep. Have I had it? Have you ever had it? Probably. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever had roast duck. Tender and juicy. That's what they're saying on The Bachelorette. Mm. You know, it's a really interesting point of conversation that I think we should continue with. Kelly, have you ever had roast duck? No, I've never had roast duck. Wow. So the rest of the podcast will be about this. <laughs> <laughs> Max, how do you feel about roast duck? As someone who is a bit of a roast duck connoisseur. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, i got to say, <laughs> I'm a big ducky boy. Oh. Yeah, quite right. back, baby. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Uh, where, where's your... <laughs> I have no follow-up questions. <laughs> I'm not interested. Well, I'd say that my order goes like this. Uh, D2, um, and then one, and yes. then three, yes. because it's too sad. Yeah, three is sad. Yeah. I had the immense pleasure of watching The Mighty Ducks with my girlfriend, who has never seen it before. Oh. What? Just recently, and uh, truly, truly fantastic. Wow. Yeah, we watched it twice. <laughs> I watched the Mighty Ducks uh, in Canada when we were there last. Oh. That's beautiful. And it was just, it was the most perfect thing to do. Mm. I can imagine. The story of the champion American hockey team. Yeah, but it's hockey. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It's still on brand. It is, yeah. Fuck I can't... you. <laughs> Duck me, sorry. Yes. Say, <laughs> 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 Uh, then finally, it's a one-on-one Winter Wonderland-themed shoot with Tate, 
Seems to me like way less of a photo shoot and way more of a single date. Yep. Um, which is just fine, honestly. Yeah, I don't mind nice. opportunities yeah. for people to actually bond with each other Absolutely. on this show. Absolutely, hang out and have a nice little CNSA. Ali says, there's a lot of tension in the air. It feels natural and it feels sexy. Hot. Mm. Um, and again, they're sort of stopped from doing anything by the weird ever-presence of the other men. But everyone feels really threatened by Tate. I cool. Think. Uh, I mean, obviously, this one-on-one thing usually happens and usually they're like, oh, we got to watch out for this one or whatever. He's a threat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but knowing what we've learned from like sports bet or whatever, um, perhaps this is the beginnings of something with Tate. It might be interesting to see. Do you think if he wins, they'll throw him a ticket Tate parade? Yes. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I held the microphone up to Max's cat. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting stuff with Tate. I will be curious to see where it goes. <laughs> thanks, Max. And thanks, Jeff, Max's cat. Uh, cocktail party. Charlie begins things being wonderful, being very respectful. He says... I'm going to let the other men have some time with Ali first because I had the single date. It's not a big deal. We're only just starting out here. You guys go right ahead. I'll wait back here. Go on without you me. I'll right only ahead. slow you down. <laughs> so Ali grabs Robert and almost immediately smooches him. Horny badger. Really cute. Really cute. The, Lovely. Um, cool that she decided to do this. Yeah, because she can. Fuck yeah. She's the bachelorette. She can do whatever the fuck she wants, Channel 10. Hell yeah. And I think Channel 10 wants this to be a bigger deal than it is. Yeah. Um, they the, the camera shot is obscured by like a big light globe to make it more mysterious so that they can use it in promos and you can be like, oh, who's she kissing? Who's this? Which is weird. Yeah. Um, but Oh, yeah. oh, I just remembered who Tate was. Uh-huh. And he's been on, uh, he was the guy that had been on First Dates. First Dates? What's that? Oh, the reality TV program? Yes. Oh, I that's interesting. That. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. So he's already been on an Australian reality TV show looking for love. I thought you were I saying just remembered. he was the manager of Colonial First Dates Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's not the bank. Uh, oh, maybe it is, though. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to dox anyone on this program mm. that we record at Max's house, which is... Okay, never mind. <laughs> um... All right, yeah. Uh, Sorry, it just came to me. No, not at all. That, that's good. That's good background info. Good intel. Um, I wonder if that means like, does that mean anything about his intentions? I not don't know. Necessarily, I mean, just because he's tried twice doesn't mean he's any less of a pure soul than anyone else who's tried once. You know. Oh, I think it's cool. I did read. Um, I can't remember on which website it was that there was a couple of men who had been. Um, set to be on first dates but then said no to be on the bachelorette so i feel mm. like maybe there's just lots of crossover how fast yeah i guess um, so yeah so uh they're not directly applying for, for one thing maybe they're applying oh just, like well, maybe it's like end them all casting all pool kind of thing family. Yeah. yeah like if you apply for the amazing race you can get cast for survivor or whatever mm. yeah. yeah or it could yeah. even just be like you know when you go on centrelink and you have to apply for a certain number of jobs per month yeah it could be that type <laughs> of thing <laughs> <laughs> i just i want like a button for every time max mentions survivor 
to beep it out. <laughs> I edited a decent sized survivor chunk out of last week's episode. What, what are you I want, about? No, I want a uh, montage of me just saying survivor. Um, the uh, the chunk I should admit this to you, Max, was me and Kelly oh. talking about how you had pulling off watching Bachelorette with me ah. to go <laughs> and watch Survivor instead. Do you have anything to say to your Bachelor podcast fans about your allegiances? I uh, love Survivor. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. You heard it here, guys. You can catch up on uh, the Bachelor on Template, and we didn't have to record the podcast aye, until aye. what time? Sunday. Time to get a fucking priority in order. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well. Um. Yes. Suddenly, it appears that Charlie, nice Charlie, mm. lovely Charlie, sweet kind, sweet good man, he's had a bit of a change of heart, and he decides that he wants to interrupt Shane's time with Ali, saying himself and Ali are the two most important people in the house, and essentially that everyone else can get stuffed. Fair enough. Look, yeah. when it comes down to it, I agree with you guys. Yeah. It, do- it doesn't come out super well on the show. No. I think they've used a lot of audio of him, you know, not being the nicest he could be about this stuff. Uh, and he doesn't come off particularly well in this instance, which I think not necessarily doesn't necessarily support the argument that he's a dick or anything. No. But might support the argument that uh, Ali might learn that, you know, he's a more complex, you know, more, you know, more... Perhaps shades of darkness to him. By ego. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Which I, I'm just in a devil's avocado sort of way, just like throwing out there as maybe what his arc might turn out to be. We don't yeah. really know though. I feel like I was I was wondering um, about this because it's interesting how intense Jared got and how his edit was that a crazy person. Yeah. Um, where Charlie is, uh, you know, uh, showing a lot of the uh, similar vibes. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I hadn't yeah. thought about that. That's true. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys because I was like, do we like Charlie better because he's dreamy? He uh, is hunkier. Is because he's less aggressive, though, maybe as well? I wasn't mm. quite sure because I think there's also similarities. Yeah, um, and I think they definitely want us to be comparing them in a way because they put them yeah. on almost identical single dates. That's true. Yeah. I think yep. that maybe the thing is, like, they look they look different, right? He is dreamy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he's a little bit more... He feels like he's more in touch with... Or it's just maybe it just comes down to delivery, right? The way that yeah. he says what he has to say yeah. feels more genuine than when Jared says it, in which case it sounds like it is being delivered with all of the authenticity of a wet sock. Mm. 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 That was just some... Wet with wine? Thought. Wet with wine, yes. Mm. Oh, a sock that was worn to stump grapes, perhaps. There it is, yes. A mm. grape sock. Um, but yeah, even even Patty thinks it's a dog move, <laughs> which is not a good sign. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the rose ceremony. There's only one person going home tonight, and these rose ceremonies barely matter in the, the first few weeks. They did not. We didn't meet any of these people. Ali calls out the names in this order: Robert, Tate, Danny, Bill, Wes, Nathan, Pete, Patty, Ivan, Damian, Dan, Daniel, fucking Vaporeon, Todd, and Jules. Which means that it's goodbye to Chain, Chain, Chain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who, yeah, he's the, the gentleman who wore a kilt the first night and was Toothless, never seen also. again. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. No teeth? No, he was missing a tooth. Oh, missing one tooth. Yes, a single tooth. <laughs> There's a huge difference. Of his mouth. Okay. 
That's funny. I didn't see him open his mouth enough for me to notice that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I noticed it and I was like, oh, they've <laughs> cast a toothless. <laughs> and you didn't think, oh, no, he's got some other ones there. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm the sort of person who only sees holes. Excuse me? Excuse me? No, not oh, like the, the oh, movie no, with... No, 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 the no, movie no, no, with... No, 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 no. Uh, I only see people's flaws. Um, oh. You only see their... Flo- like, you don't even look up? Oh... Walls and a ceiling. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look. Um. Stanley Yelnats holes. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um. So that's basically it. We see the little next week thing, and uh, and it's quite uh quite uh spicy. You know, it's uh Ali confronts Nathan for saying quote horrible things about her, and apparently it has to do with quote the rumors about Ali and Grant. And we Can't see wait. a little picture of uh, Grant proposing to Ali, and then it turns to black and white. I wonder if we'll get a video message from Grant. <sighs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I think Absolutely. That- I'm going to be stalking his Instagram and waiting for, like, yes. a story or something. Well, here's the thing, because Grant, uh, Grant has come under some fire from Ali, who... Uh, obviously is refuting some of the things he's saying. Yes. Yeah. But part of her issue with him is that he is taking this as an opportunity to get back into the media limelight and to bring it up as often as possible. To try yeah. and spook himself as a potential bachelor. Yeah, which I think is almost... Like, I almost side with... Like, that. that's kind of pretty valid. Yeah. Like, even if she cheated on him... And it was very heartbreaking for him and stuff like that. Yeah. I do think at a certain point you have to stop making appointments with different talk shows and stuff like that so, so that you can keep discussing it and dragging it out. That's true. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see if he does get back on Paradise or, God forbid, is a bachelor in the future. Wow. No. They're no. going to be... He's going to be like that narrative where it was like Grant was engaged to Lace. Then, mm. for some reason, we paid him to go to Australia. Yeah. And then, this Australian bitch broke his heart. <laughs> Called her a bitch. She's a kiss on the lips. <laughs> My theme song. <laughs> um, and, yeah, who uh, is Ali going to be his... No, is some, someone going to be his girl? Jet. Dun, 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 jet. Benny and the Jets. Um... The other thing is Daniel then confronts Charlie, who... He's such a nice boy. Yeah. What now, could be wrong with Charlie? Which one is Daniel? Great question. <laughs> really good question. Yeah. And I'd love to find out next week. Um, <laughs> we'll find out next week. He says, I really, really feel sorry for Ali if she ever, ever ends up with you. Oh. Plus, yeah, is... Is Ali going to get rid of one of these Dans? I fucking hope so. Let's, it's too confusing. We've she, one eliminated of the three people and none of them are named Dan. This is the problem with uh, having a show, unlike Survivor, where you <laughs> can only vote out... <laughs> 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 Ali can only choose the people to go away. And mm. you can't choose the people to go away. Because if it was Australia or if it was the boys in the house, mm. God knows that we'd all be like, fuck, there's too many Dans. I fuck cannot. I cannot yep. keep my... yeah. And I'm sure, like, I can't... I don't really know which one's which from looking at their names. Yeah. I'm Imagine sure we haven't met all of them. was all dance. Wow. <laughs> dance, dance, revolution. Dance, dance. Yes, good. Dance, dance. What's that? It's um, uh, from, from under the cork tree. Okay. 
Kelly, anything you'd like to sing? <laughs> Off topic or on, doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm good. You know what, I'm good. Oh, wait, no. The return of Kelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pipe it in. Theme music, Zavi. Oh, we should say goodbye, though. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Um, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. This is a really fun one, am yeah, I? Yeah, I had a good fun time. Um, we, uh, we actually, funnily enough, came to this world of podcasting in order to manufacture <laughs> friends. Get it, girl. To make them. Hell yeah. So if you would like to be friends with us, mm. it's real easy. And we've got no standards. Nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, Kelly, that's a really good idea. That's a good deal. <laughs> we'll get a Patreon going. Yeah, that'll pay for my Netflix and Stan. Mm. <laughs> Okay, you ready for this? So if you'd like to be a stan of ours, Spit just it out. find us on social media. Search for BOH Pod or Bachelor of Hearts yes. on whatever your social is. Uh, if you've got more than one, just keep at it, man. We're everywhere. He's doing Did we it. get some more followers when I called my crushes out for not following the... <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did. Are they? Uh, do you have crushes on all of them now? Well, no. The problem was is that I felt like um, all my crushes... That exist. No one was paying enough attention to the Bachelor of Arts mm. podcast. It is a problem. You know. It's a problem. Um, but you know, it's one that you can solve in three easy steps in one easy payment. <laughs> one per easy month. payment. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, track us down. Find us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you find. No, it's just those two. I think. Oh, it could be anywhere. Yeah, Who knows? Give, us, give us a rating. If give it's us somewhere a else, let us know. We'd love to know about it. If you find our podcast just in the middle of an avenue, is <laughs> lying in the street somewhere on a what vinyl disc? Vinyl disc. That's oh my god! We've right, pressed we've go. special episodes of this Bye. podcast to vinyl. Wish you all very best. We love you. Bye. Take care. Searching for a sign